Yeah, Brian, th- thanks for coming. Delighted to welcome you here to Hackettstown Fire Station, Hackettstown Training Centre. Um, I suppose Hackettstown Fire Station, first of all, it's uh, it's one of our four fire stations in the county. It's one of our quieter stations. We do 50, 60 calls a year here. Um, and then along with that, we also have Hackettstown Training Centre out the back of the station. So the training centre has kind of gone from strength to strength in the years, in the recent years. Um, you know, we have, it's one of the busiest, actually is the busiest firefighter training centre in the country now at this stage. Um, so 80, 90% of all new recruits coming through the Irish Fire Service retained firefighters that actually come through Hackettstown at one stage or another through their careers. Um, I suppose you're fortunate you came out today. Uh, we actually have three courses going on. So uh, we have 18 new recruits. Um, who have just started in their careers in the fire, fire and rescue service. So they're on day two, so we have new recruits from right across the country. We have two new recruits for Hackettstown, and we also have firefighters from uh, Galway, Roscommon, Offaly, Tipperary, who are literally ju- just starting out in their careers. Um, we also, at the same time, we have what's called a compartment fire behaviour, and we'll, we'll show you that in a while there. It's uh, what we call a hot fire training, so... It's we train firefighters to wear breathing apparatus. So if we go into buildings where you can't breathe because of smoke and very hot temperatures. So we get the, the fires up to kind of six, seven, eight hundred degrees, and we see show firefighters how to extinguish fires in those kind of really, really kind of um, inhospitable and kind of dangerous atmospheres. And um, just how many training centres like this are there around the country? Um, there's ourselves, there's Clanmel and Tipperary, uh, there's one in Dundalk um, and a smaller one in Athlone, but we're kind of um, kind of near the centre now uh, for the whole country at the minute for, for, for training. Um, we're, we're by far and away the busiest. I think we're the only centre now that can accommodate more than one course. So we have three courses going on um, at the minute. So, yeah, like it is very, very busy. So like we have around 50 staff on site uh, for the next couple of days and all. Over, and like we're booked out nearly for the rest of the year. You know, we have people come from right across the, right, right across the country. We have like Cork County come to us, Limerick, um, from all corners of the country to come to Hackett Sound. Yeah. And um, you know, it's great for it's great for the fire service here in Carlow. It's great for the local economy. So like all these people have to stay locally, so they stay in the hotels in Carlow, all around Airbnbs around Hackett Sound. Um, the local restaurants and that they provide the food here in the canteens and that so there's a big knock-on effect from all that as well Yeah well I mean people who would regularly drive past the fire station here in Hackettstown you know we're actually standing at the back of the main fire station itself the units are inside um, the last time I was in a fire station was on a school tour I was probably knee-high as they say um, but uh, we're going to go out and have a look at the actual training facility um, thanks for inviting me out because I mean not many people would get out to see this No I suppose we're kind of into like People know about the fire. They know. They think they know about the fire service, but the kind of the role has changed an awful lot in recent years. Like it's not just fires that we go to. Um, you know, we got road traffic accidents, hazardous materials incidents, water rescue incidents, and the job has changed a lot in the last ten or fifteen years. Um, and you know, I suppose people aren't aware really of the, the work that we do, the specific work that we do, and I suppose the members of the public, even people in Carlow, are not aware of, or Kilkenny aren't aware of the size and the, kind of the scope of the training centre that's here in Hackettstown at the minute. Um, as I said, it's the biggest in the, in the, in the country um, there now, and it, it's really going from strength to strength, and just delighted to welcome you here, Brian, and to, just to show you what we do, and we can show you the different bits and pieces and different exercises that we do here. But let's go out and have a look at that training centre. So Liam, we've come out the back of the uh, training centre. There's two of the firefighters here, Franny and uh, Geraldine, are both with us. Um, big recruitment drive on at the moment. Yeah, that's right. We have a big drive on at the minute, I suppose. Um, you know, there's vacancies right across the country. Um, there's a new pay structure. There's a new crewing structure in place. So with that, I meant that there's new firefighters being recruited right across the country. And I suppose that's one of the reasons why Hackett Sound Training Centre is so busy at the moment. Um, so. 
uh, Franny and Geraldine, Franny's sub officer in Tullow for the last 20 odd years. Uh, and Geraldine is with us, she's the first female firefighter in Carlo. She's with us five, six years now at this stage. Um, so they would do, do uh, a lot of their training here. And Franny is one of the best instructors in the country. He does a lot of the uh, instructing in Carlo and for, for, the, uh, for the department. So uh, Franny is very well got and he, he can give you a lot more detail about some of the training courses and what we do here as well. So Franny, I mean, for somebody who's thinking about becoming a firefighter, um, there's obviously a lot of training to go through, a lot of very important training. But I suppose it might sound um, a little bit basic to start with this question but how enjoyable is it to learn to become a firefighter if i was to go back 23 years ago i wouldn't change a thing it really is one of the most enjoyable jobs it has challenges like every other job uh, but very very enjoyable very satisfaction factory job and of course you get well paid for it as well yeah well i mean that was a story that we talked about a lot last year with the, the fees being paid to retain firefighters good news on that front that that's all changed now as well do you think that's made a real difference to encouraging people uh, to consider coming into the service absolutely without them changes with the way things is revolving people are revolving um the commitment maybe wasn't there from the younger people today but with these changes that brought in um it's a huge step there's always always room for improvement, but it's a huge step to getting other people in the door. Also, we're, uh, the fire service has also um, sort of went down the same road as the Gardaí. They've lifted the, we've lifted the 50. Mm. Uh, the 50 there was an age limit of 50 on it, and that's also gone. So between that, young lads should be well able to think about doing it now. And ladies, of course. Well, you yeah. mentioned that, and that's where I was going to go <laughs> yeah. next, because Geraldine, you're here with us as well. Carlos, first female firefighter, I understand. Um, what was the motivation to get involved? Um, well, I always wanted to be a firefighter from a very young age. Actually, I did go for the job about three times. They eventually let me in. <laughs> um, uh, just My father was in the fire brigade as well, and um, it's just a job I always wanted to do. Yeah, and I mean, your experience of being a firefighter, you've been a firefighter now for some four or five years, I understand. Um, what have you gotten out of uh, taking on that role? Um, yeah, just uh, giving back to the community and being able to help people and, um, do you know, trying to encourage other women to join in the fire service as well um it's just a really good job really you know rewarding job and you obviously start off with a certain amount of training and then over the years there's other skills and there's upskilling and continuing training to be um how often are you based here at hackettstown how often would you be down here at the training center yeah i'm based here in hackettstown and um being here like most days but um yeah, we started off with recruit training. You do three weeks recruit training and then you have two weeks of breeding apparatus and then CFBT um, for another week. And it's just continuing training, training all the time. Our skills are always kept up. So, well, Would you do me a favour? Would you bring me out to the training centre and maybe have a look at one of the breeding apparatus, the BAs as you call them? Um, you might even get me kitted up and let me feel what it's like. 100%, no problem. You could even get your dancing shoes on with <laughs> So, I've got my boots, I've got my trousers, I've got my jacket on, Fran. Um, time to get the breeding apparatus itself on. Yeah, we'll see how quick you're able to do it. We, 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 there's times we'd be expected to get this job done in about 60 seconds, so we'll see how, how you get on. Well, uh, thankfully, um, we found a, a pair of boots a bit bigger than Geraldine's. What size are your boots here? Four. Well, I'm in a size 11, so thankfully uh, somebody else had a size 11. Liam, I'm going to hand the phone to you. Um, and Fran, if you want to actually uh, show me how we uh, uh, get this breeding apparatus itself on. Okay, grab it there and there. The other hand. There you are. Left hand. Yeah. No, yeah, sorry. Go on, I'm telling you wrong. <laughs> now, go on. Now, put that lanyard around your neck. There's a lanyard there. Should be. There you go. 
that, that around your neck and lift over the other one over your shoulder. There's another strap for your other arm. So okay. that's the uh, that's the start of it. The start of it. And you have a waistband. We wouldn't normally have you in a high vis jacket for this one. <laughs> twist it there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. So Geraldine, is it, is it, there's a physical challenge involved in being a firefighter as well? Because I mean, straight away with the lads swinging out with me here in the background and pulling on me, I can feel there's a bit of weight in this gear. Even the boots and the trousers alone. How important is physical fitness? Hold your hand there. Uh, very important, actually. Um, you, you do need to be fit. Um, I do a lot of running now and stuff, and. Uh, I don't find it very challenging at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I've got the gear on. Fran has uh, me uh, buckled into the breathing apparatus. Mask is hanging around my neck and ready to go. So when a re new recruit comes in and they obviously... Is that a good sound, Fran, That's or a, a bad sound. one? That's a good sound. <laughs> well, we've got the gear on now. We'll get some photographs in this a little bit of a minute. But, I mean, there must there's a lot of enjoyment. I mean, for somebody who's got an interest in this type of thing, learning about the gear, getting... I don't mean to play with the gear, but, I mean, there's an excitement about being involved as a firefighter as well, Liam. Yeah, that's right, Jay. I suppose, uh, like... We do enjoy your job, do you know, there's no place saying we don't, uh, you know, there's great camaraderie, particularly in Carlo, you know, that we all get on and do the job, and we do have a laugh, but, you know, when the time comes, when we have a serious job to do, we get to buckle down and we do the job, you know, um, we attend about six, seven hundred emergency incidents every year, and no matter what kind of a, a, a bit of a laugh or a bit of crack we're having, if the alerts go off, the serious business and the serious face comes on, and the men and women get onto those trucks within five minutes and they're rolling out the doors and to de deal with every, whatever incident or whatever emergency we, we potentially could face. Um, and going out the door, uh, we don't know what we could be facing. We could be, you know, it might be something very straightforward. It could be something complex or there could be tragedy involved. So um, there is, we have a balance, you know. Um, we do have a bit of crack, we do have a bit of fun. But then when the serious side comes into the job, and we do a very serious job to do, um, that we do get on, we do the job very well. Well, I think it's taken me more than five minutes to get into the gear, Geraldine, so I probably failed the first test already. What do you think? Yeah, you, you took a while, all right, but you figure out. But look, it's a job you have to love to be in it, and we do love our job, and it's good crack. Like, when your beeper goes off, you have to run. Like, I was getting my hair done one day, and half a die in it, and I had to go. Well, myself and Fran wouldn't have that problem. But um, uh, Fran, there's an old expression, all the gear and no idea. I've got the gear. Um, are you going to take me outside and let me put Absolutely. it to use in some way? We, we have to make sure you're competent on donning the set first. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's one aspect, as um, Liam said, I'm an instructor here. We, we don't bring you on to the next stage of your beating apparatus training until you're competent in handling the set, servicing the set putting the set on, we call it Don and Dauphin. Um, it's a very serious piece of equipment you have because you have to remember that you, you're in a, in a respirable, respirable atmosphere. You can't breathe. If that comes off you, you can't breathe. So there's no room for error um, when, you're, when you're checking and putting on these sets, none whatsoever. And is the old um, analogy true that, that firefighters, uh, Geraldine doesn't have this problem, thankfully, um, can't have facial hair because of the breathing apparatus? Um, it, just, it used to be no beard at all, but now once the line, if you can see the, the, the seal here, yeah. that seal must be hair-free. Yeah. Like, we still allow a little bit of a goatee, maybe. In a, things like that. Once, it's not, once it's not interfering with the seal, it's, it's a no-no because it won't seal. And as we, as we train you here, we'll show you the pre-entry test that we do and we'll show you how important it is for you, to, for you to get that seal. Well, Fran, I've got the gear on. Let's go. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to put the gear on now and actually turn on the breathing apparatus. So, uh, Fran, if you can talk us through this process, what have I got to do next? Okay, the first thing, the straps are loosely, so just don't, you can breathe normal for the moment. 
right? Now, and you see the way? Yeah, sorry, you're a little bit soon, but we'll let you away with it your first time. So you can breathe normal away there now. You, you, yeah. Now, so we're going to show you one of the tests that we do. This is the last test we do before we go into the building. We call it a free entry test. So again, you should be doing it yourself, but I'm doing it. Now, I want you to breathe normal. Yeah. And we want you to look at the gauge as it's breathing down. It'll come down into the red. Go on another bit. And you will eventually feel that stick into your face. You'll hear the whistle coming in. Now, that's our low warning whistle. Now, I'll know, see the way it's sticking to your face? Yeah. Yep. Can't you can't breathe in there now, so. That's the reason for the hair, the question you asked earlier on. You might not get a seal there. Yeah, you can, you can, I, I don't know whether the listeners can hear me or not, but you can definitely feel the difference between yes. when it's sealed and when it's not sealed. And that's me talking normally and, and in fact, breathing normally, I suppose. Yeah, and even that, that's normal. You're, you're quite relaxed there. Uh, we know you are quite relaxed. If somebody was agitated, it's going much faster. We can hear the demand valve going much, much faster. But as I say, you are very relaxed there which is a, a, good, <laughs> a good ingredient for a good firefighter. Well, I'm not even sure if anybody could hear me on the radio show today, but what do you want me to do now, Frank? Well, we'll, 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 we'll get a fire we'll lit for him there, will we, lads? And we'll take it from there. So, oh, hold on, let me make sure we just got that going. So, Fran, we've come outside now. I've still got the weight of the gear on. Mask is off now, and you're going to bring me into uh, what looks like a big green shed, basically. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's actually a series of lorry containers all together, which we've passaged out. It's, it's, it's a lot more complex than it looks from the outside. So, from the start, let it be a real instant, or in this case, a trained environment, you would be briefed to go in on the left-hand wall. So, the, the, the key here is to keep your hand on that wall, never leave that wall, and that's the way you get out too. So um, as we travel in here, you'll see exactly what we mean. If you, I'll take you off the wall at some stage in here, and, and there will be no smoke, there will be no fire, and you will be lost in there. So this is going to be basically the simplest environment you could imagine compared to what it would be like under full fire conditions. Exactly. This is the way we start recruits. We start on their initial BA. We start with no smoke, no heat, gear on, in an environment maybe where they can see, and we'll see how they get on at that. So that's how we build them up. We don't start by hot wares or anything like that they're, they're, they're brought from the bottom to the top so in this case as I said this would be one of their first wares full full set of gear on well if you want me to put the mask back on we'll put the mask back on and then I'll leave you to host the next 30 seconds of the segment as we uh, walk through this dark space thank you okay so your brief is the left hand wall Brian so keep put your hand on that wall there and in you go in you go through the first door so now we're in the dark here now we're just about to enter the dark it's probably, hold on a second. No. So away you go. Okay, keep on the wall now. Keep your hand on the wall and make your way through that room. We're going to turn off the light. He's now in the black. Already, Brian, already you've missed the door. If you look around, so this is the training. So we let you off again. So shuffle, keep your hand on the wall. He's in the black dark here now in Hackettstown. How are you feeling, Brian? Yeah, oh, You're not claustrophobic or anything, obviously. No. I know by your breeding. I'm feeling quite calm, quite comfortable. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and that they are designed, I won't say we don't put them there to trip them up, but we put them there. The reason we put them there is for the training because a house, a domestic fire, anything will be the very same. So now you're going well. You're beginning to reach around. Well done, Brian. That's it. 
Okay, now you can imagine that with smoke. You can't see your hand. Now, I'm just going to simulate something for you. Put your hand down and close your eyes. I'm going to spin you around. Spin you around a couple of times. I'm going to turn off. Stay, keep your eyes closed just for the... Now, see if you're able to get back out now. Are you happy you're heading out? Yeah. Are you on the same? Are you are you on the same wall? No, I think I'm on a different wall. Yes, that, that's that's the idea of the train, and you are on a different wall. But, but uh, now he has found a casualty on the ground. I hope it's not the chief fire officer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we won't get you to lift it yourself. We've health and safety rules. Be very careful. Normally, would that be a two-man lift or two-person lift? Now, the thing about it is, Brian, you would normally turn around there and go back out along the wall because you've no idea whether you're coming in or out of that building. So if you were to stick to your rules now, look what's going to happen. If you were to continue as you are, go ahead on out the door. You would end up going up that stairs. See that stairs there? And now you're on the wrong wall. So that's the importance of keeping, keeping in contact. That's how we do things. Mm. A good BA wear will get in and out of there, no matter how complex it gets, providing he keeps contact with that wall. Okay, he's back out in fresh air. He's after, he's like Christy Moore here. <laughs> right, round of applause for KCLR there. <laughs> he has just me, he has an audience out in the yard here now. So Fran, that's certainly an experience in that regard. I mean, yeah. we did it today without any fire, without any temperature, and we only went through one, two rooms in the ground floor area. Um, but the, it is a physical challenge, there's no doubt about it. It's a physical challenge, and uh, I was 24, 5 in Iduna, and uh, it was physical at that time, or two weeks, but now, but it's not, it's not um, superhuman or anything. You're, it's all about conditioning yourself, getting used to it, um, and and the confidence that we instill in you from the training, nor we very have we we very few fails. Very, I think there's only a two or three percent. Is it maybe fails? And Liam Carroll, as a first attempt, um, how do you think I got on? Maybe we'll get Geraldine, who I know is a bit of a fan of dancing with the stars as well, to give us a score. Geraldine, how do you think I did? I think you're on very very well. Oh well, I'll take that, um, Liam. Nine, Brian from Brian and I. Oh, there you go. We'll, we'll, we'll take that. <laughs> Um, Liam, first of all, thank you very much for inviting us in now. I mean, um, it, it's a fabulous facility. It's great to have this facility here in the locality and great to see that so many people are now very much inquiring about getting involved in the fire service. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, it's, as I said, the facility is, is second to none, like it really is exceptional. And we've got a lot of investment from Carlow County Council and from the department at national level. And I kind of see it as being kind of one of a strategic location for training uh, right across Ireland. Um, and yeah, as I said, like there really has um, been a, an increase in interest uh, in the job and in the job of being a retained firefighter. And, you know, we're seeing more applicants, more people are interested in it. There's better terms and conditions for firefighters. The pay is that bit better as well. So it really has become an attractive job and we'd love to see people and love to hear from people who are interested in applying from all our stations. But in particular at the moment, just Tullow and Hackettstown are recruiting in. So if anyone um, who's living in Tullow or Hackettstown is interested in applying, uh, have a look at our social media sites, um, contact any of the firefighters in Tullow or, or Hackettstown or across Carlow and we'd be de delighted to help you out and hear from you. Well, Liam Carroll um, and everybody at Hackettstown Fire Station, thank you very much for inviting Brian. Thanks very much, Brian. Thanks for coming down.